Guy had to get a limb cut off. <laughs> that was that was brutal. <laughs> yeah. That was uh, that is you had to intense. watch this. And the guy who was in charge or like the guy whose limb was getting cut off was like the head surgeon on the ship. So he ordered them huh. to set up a mirror so he could watch the surgery. And he wanted to tell them he didn't want to be doped up too much so he could sit there and tell them how to do it. So he was awake during oh, his like boy. leg getting cut off. That's it intense. was not. Oh, it's it's yeah. Brutal. Anyways. Yes. Fun movie. Go check it out. It's the movie toasty show here for you. Dennis and Adam joke about orgasms and sweet movie reviews. We talk about TV too, right? I, I think so. Yeah. 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 Hey folks, welcome to episode 84 of Movie Toast News and Reviews. It is Adam and Dennis here as usual, and uh, we got a we got a nice stack of reviews for you. Hey man, how you doing? I'm doing good. I although I got to say there's no news in this episode, kids. Uh, we're just gonna have a little None. trivia in place of news. Here's some news. There's no news. Hot hot off the press. <laughs> not not happening. Brand new. Well, th- this week we're gonna call ourselves Movie Toast. R- Trivia and in, in review. Trivia. Oh, there you go. Movie toast. Trivia and reviews. I like that. That'll that'll be that'll be a fun fun way to go. <laughs> right. Yeah. But who knows? Who knows? But uh, how you doing this week? Pretty good, sir. Pretty good, sir. I, di- I didn't get through quite as many flicks as I would have liked to, but I uh, I did find a gem, a gem in the rough. I'm excited to bring to Ooh. bring to you, Toasties. And uh, I'm looking forward to doing a little a little more trivia. That was fun last week with the, the Star Wars. You know how much I love the Star Wars, man. I, uh, <laughs> I I had a lot of fun with that, so I'm excited to keep the, the trivia alive. Yeah, except this time we didn't come up with the trivia. We have these uh, tr- movie trivia cards, such blandly called movie is trivia game. And there's like a picture of movie popcorn on it and an admit one ticket. But uh, speaking of Star Wars, we got a little Star Wars talk today, I think. But uh, oh, not yes, movie sir. related. Well, I mean, in the grand scheme I- of things, <laughs> one could argue all Star Wars could potentially be movie related. But do you remember when you uh, wanted me to tell you if uh, your intro sucked? You're going down a rabbit hole of uh, like a uh, fucking comic book man right now. Okay. Okay. But no, I like it. I like that. That's some good energy there. There we go. All right. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying something. I'm trying something. All right. All right. Hey, you gotta. You gotta give it a shot. We'll see where it goes. Well, yeah, I'm excited <laughs> for it. I'm, I'm, we both have different takes, I think, and I'm excited to talk to you about it later. But that's a hook, kids. That's what we call it. <laughs> the hook brings you back. That's that's for yeah. Sure. Or scares you away. It's your or call. scares you away. If you're Dustin Hoffman, if- it probably <laughs> it probably damages your career for a minute. But <laughs> uh, if you're like a Trekkie, you're like, I don't care about that Star War. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Go see a Star War, um, yeah. which I know oh, you folks have heard moments. a lot. Oh my God, yes, that's that season one is is just immaculate. Mm. It's hard to do better than season one Arrest Development. But, uh, yeah. It's hard to think if they do another season, she's not going to be around in it. And that's kind of sad. I don't. I just Lucille just, is leave such... it alone. Like I know, I agree. It's funny. I was listening to um a podcast and i forget who was on it maybe it was ted sarantos on uh will arnett and jason bateman's podcast oh, and they're yeah. talking about how the first season on uh 
Netflix was so great. And I'm like, really? Wasn't that great, guys? But all right. If, if I, liked, so. I liked it, but it was for the other fans. Yes, it was such a break from the mold that it was very startling. Yeah. You were just like, whoa, wait a minute. You've completely changed how you're telling the story. But I recognized it's like, Okay, if they could do it any way they wanted, this is probably how they would have tried it a lot sooner without sure. a television infrastructure, blah, blah, blah. You know, that that I will say, I, I was kind of let down the first viewing and then the second viewing grew on me and the third. It, it's just like, yeah, I don't know. It, it is what it is. Like, I remember binging fucking Arrested Development on DVD before, like, binging oh, was a thing. And yeah, such a great show. No, I gotta, I gotta be honest. That first time they posted the recut when they restyled uh, the first Netflix season to match the editing style of the previous seasons, I wasn't a fan. I missed, I missed I the extra content. Oh, really? See, hmm. now that I, that I would give a chance as an arrested fan because they do they cut it exactly to, down to the minute mark of like if they were commercials, and it feels like it could be aired on Fox tomorrow. Um, okay. It, it it much more matches the tone of the original beats, and then the mm. the final season obviously w- reached back to try to be that again. But uh, mm. yeah. which I, I also thought about the show this week. Besides that clip, I thought of uh, Cinco Quatro. <laughs> Cinco de Quatro, yes. Oh, <laughs> except no nachos in the Marina del Rey uh, <laughs> marina there. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, people are like, "What the fuck is this?" Uh, I didn't, I didn't pay for Arrested Development's talk, and it's like you didn't pay yeah. for anything, people. So calm your tits. That's right. We we may give you a few TV taquitos, but we're also going to give you the movie toast. Okay, so don't yeah. worry, don't yeah. worry, it's coming. In fact, I think we got a we got a few polls that you fine folks participated in, and uh, we should sling back that feedback for you. So what's uh what's our first poll up here, my friend? All right, I'm ready to sling some stuff your way, Dennis. Um, first up, I uh, started last week with my eight movie franchise review of uh, yes. The Fast and the Furious. So I wanted to know who the most badass character in the Fast Saga family is. Out of uh, Dom, Letty, Hobbs, and Shaw. So that's Vin Diesel, um, Michelle Rodriguez, fucking Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and uh, fucking Jason Statham. Oh, and shit. Uh, okay. I'll I'll say we had a uh, two people did not get votes and two people did get votes. Two people didn't get votes at, like at all. Yep. Interest. Okay. Right. If I were mm-hmm. to take a stab, Statham and Rodriguez. Uh, I don't know. Well, let's let's see who who uh, who would you give a vote for the most badass? Is that who you uh, think mean, got no votes or? I, I, for me personally, because I, I I have not followed through the series, unfortunately, so I don't think I fair can enough. give fair marks for every character. In fact, I haven't even seen far enough in to, for the Hobbs and Shaw characters. So, oh. um, kind of say if I could say one thing, I guess here I guess tonight. Diesel got to go with the D, Big D, <laughs> the D. <D's>. You, you you have HBO uh, Max. Uh, I, I act like I'm asking you. I like do, I don't sir. Know unless you canceled it. Within... Okay. Well, do yeah. yourself a favor. Uh, I believe Hobbs and Shaw is on there. You don't even need to know what's going on in the franchise. Really? But uh, you should check out Hobbs and Shaw because right. it's like its own buddy buddy movie. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So Hobbs and Shaw got 0%. Oh. And I'm like, yeah, those guys are pretty badass. You know what? That's yeah. good. I'm glad. 
I'm glad Michelle yeah. Rodriguez got votes and those guys didn't because Michelle yeah. Rodriguez is a badass. I, I actually she am a big fan of hers. She is. And the audience agrees because they gave her 80% and oh. Vin Diesel got a whopping 20%. Look at that. Nice. Oh, see? Mm-hmm. Badass. Awesome. Look at you, Michelle. Yeah. Still kicking ass, still taking names. <laughs> Let's do 12 mm-hmm. more. Yeah. Um, so I have one more to go with the Fast Saga. I wanted to know, out of our followers on Twitter, who has seen how many of these franchise movies? So uh, oh. I got the option of three or less, under six. Um, let's see, all of them or none of them. And there was a 50-50 here. Hmm. I, I okay. Well, I mean, obviously, I'm under the three or less. Unfortunately, I, I come right up to the cusp of of that one. <laughs> but uh, what's uh, what was the least common result? Well, I'm going to say under six was one of them. Oh, oh, interesting. Well, okay. Yeah. I guess at that point, you make it that far through. Why would you stop it? You know, why would you? Why would you? Quit? Yeah, that's true. All right. Yeah. So uh, the fifty fifty went with. All of them or none of them. So it's like big oh, extremes there. Interesting. Right, okay. Yeah. Okay. For sure. I mean, that makes sense. It's one of those. It's like once you start down that path, it's kind of hard to quit. I feel. Hmm. It, it wasn't hard enough for you. You're like three and done. You know what? No. And done. But, three and done. But I'm 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 down. Like I. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm up for it. I'm up for the ride. It's just, just like uh, shit, oh, which I deserve. I well deserve. There's no, all sorts no, no. of. There's stuff I haven't seen that you've seen, so I mean, we could we could go either way on it. It goes that. both ways. Fair but, enough. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a regular street. It's not a one way. That's it's, right. It's it's a full on street. Um, so also coming up tomorrow, being released is another movie in a big franchise. I'm talking about the Saw franchise. So yeah. we, we wanted to know if fans are ready and excited about the new movie Spiral: The Book of Saw. So there was yes and no, and uh, we got a hundred percent on one of them. Yes, 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 and yes, a hundred percent. Yes, of course. Oh my god! Yeah, everyone is ecstatic, and I, I want to let you guys in. I realize very quickly that all the Saw movies, with the exception of Jigsaw, which I believe you gave a terrible review, and it didn't look that great to me, anyways. But um, correct. Yeah, they're all on HBO Max, and I was gonna try to get all of them in this week this previous week for reviews tonight, <laughs> but I did not do it. So I'm going to try to power through this week to watch all of those and book a saw spiral and like another movie or two. So um, I'm hoping this time next week, you'll hear all nine saws or 10 saws going to be some, being reviewed super quick. There's going to be some blood soaked toast there next week, man. That's uh that's going to be intense. And again, I know we've mm-hmm. talked about it in the show before, but very reminiscent of our, uh, our fun experience watching the first six movies together back in college. That was, oh, yeah. uh, that was a gruesome affair, but <laughs> I, uh, I hope you have at day. least that much fun. That'll be, that'll be cool. Yeah. And I don't got to run to the theater and like buy cookies at subway and, <laughs> yeah, and sprinting get around yeah. bike concession. I just go home. Yeah. I, I don't got to worry. I can pause it. I can take a shit and whatnot. We don't have, yeah, you don't have to throw good. bows with all the, uh, the 20 somethings going to see, High school musical three at midnight as we're trying to leave. Oh, Saw. Boy. In fact, I'll one up it. I don't have to pause it because I can just take my laptop or phone into the bathroom and Boom. consecutively watch it as I'm doing my d- business. Done. See, we'll do it. I don't know. We'll have to find out next week. That's a hook, guys. Once again, that's a hook here. If I shit and watch Saw. 
The shitty I think saw I just marathon. Lost a whole audience right there. <laughs> I want to spend twelve hours on the toilet watching Saw. Oh, right, come on! At, at, at least one other listener has done this at some point. <laughs> you got it. You, you decided not to stop the movie and just you know I got Netflix Dude, on my I phone. Get so <laughs> I get so sidetracked on my phone. I'll be done doing my business and I'll have to wipe, but I'm like, nah, man, I'm going to check out this thing. And I'm like, there's other people that live in this house. I should probably stop what I'm doing for a second and wash up and uh, then get back to it. It's a private space. And uh, that's private time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. You're right, sir. Fun time. Let's in in fact, uh, I think, I think it's time to raise the stakes. Let's, uh, let's cut out each other's throats a little bit with some uh, movie, movie trivia here, sir. All right. Let's do it. I pulled out five random cards, and I think you pulled out random cards? Oh, I got I got cards on cards on cards, sir. But the oh, question is, what genre of question are you aiming for? Now, folks, uh, this is this is some general movie trivia that we are just going to fire off straight across from each other. Um, feel free to participate amongst yourselves. Uh, we are not cheating and looking things up online. We're just trying to, you know... General, how do you know your movies uh, trivia? But there are four categories for each of us to choose from. And what are these categories, sir? Let's see here. Uh, comedy, cartoon, action, adventure, drama, musical, horror, sci-fi. So that's a weird batch of things. You're like in a hodgepodge right there. We got to spread. But I'm, we got to spread. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you're saying I shouldn't cheat right now. You're saying I should just avoid looking at my computer or phone. All right. I mean, I'm not on the toilet, so I, I don't have to look at good, my phone. Good. Good. Um, no cheating is happening yeah. then. Good. No unfair. I mean, I feel like I just want to go with comedy on all this because comedy is my strong Comedy's suit, a safe, but let's a safe go space. For fucking, let's go for action adventure. Oh, all right. Okay. I can't take it easy. Interesting. Okay. I like this question because this is a movie I'm a fan of. All right. Action adventure. What distinctive characteristic does the killer have in The Fugitive? Is there multiple choice? There is no multiple choice with these questions. This (laughs) is general movie trivia knowledge. Now, I can offer you Uh, this film is based on a television series where the movie, Dennis, I know the movie. The characteristic is the same. (laughs) I I can tell you that much. Oh, son of a... I don't know the movie well enough. I know it's Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones, right? Am I right? Han Solo is trying to track down some old man in some country, or he's getting chased down by a country old man. And, uh... Mm. Yeah. Yeah, That's who's here. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. I don't honestly know the answer here, so I'm going to take a shot in the dark. Does he have... Did you say it's a medical problem, or just a... What was it again? Distinctive characteristic. Okay. It is a distinctive character. He's colorblind. I, I know it's not true, oh, but I'm going to say co- colorblind. Okay, one more shot. Take one more shot. Come on, man. One more shot. Get like Is he blind? No, no. Oh, that would be great. That would be an amazing movie if he was blind the whole time. <laughs> he's, he's blind and he's still like... He's <laughs> no, he just... Oh my god. Oh god! I don't know. It's all good, man. He, I, I I honestly don't know the answer. The answer is he only has one arm. So I was gonna say like a janky leg, but all right. it's it was funny. It's like that that would have been the spirit of the response because that's one of the hallmarks to the the attack that he can remember uh, that keeps coming up huh. throughout the film. Good effort, though. Good effort. Good effort. Good effort. 
All right. No, no, no. Bad effort. Bad There's no, no trying there. So the score is zero to zero now. Um, now, what, what category would you like, sir? First shot. Um, let's uh, how about you hit me with the horror sci fi? All right. Cool. Here we go here. What type of planet is Alien 3 set on? Prison planet, industrial planet, or medical planet? Look, you got a one, two, three, five, oh, that ABC. One. I'm not sure if I got to the third one. And we're talking Alien 3. Um, prison, industrial. I thought you might have this one. Medical. I feel like we've been on industrial. We've been in a colony. Let's go prison. Prison. I haven't seen it, so. All right, prison. Is that your final answer? Fin- finality. All right, all right. Cool, cool. Yeah, you're right. Prison. Boom. That's one-to-one, Dennis. That's a good response. Dennis is sweeping house. All right. All right, since I didn't take the easy street earlier, I'm going comedy. What's the what, comedy cartoon? I'm going to go with that. Comedy cartoon. All right, man. This is going to speak yeah. to our wheelhouse here. This is our gen, so you better know it. Uh, oh, boy. What 1991 comedy starring Billy Crystal gave us the line, those cows trusted us? All right, well. Oh, God, I feel like I'm probably dead wrong here, but a little hook here for later on. I'm going to be reviewing a new Billy Crystal directed movie starring Billy Crystal. Um, But I want to say City Slickers. Yes, sir. You hit the nail on the head. That is City Slickers. Look at that. Not City Slickers 2, Curly's uh, Gold or Revenge. It is not Curly's Gold. Not not a curl in sight, but the the gold is Curly. (laughs) So... Oh, thank God. <laughs> all right, cool. What do you, all right, we're, we're tied one to one, but I feel like this could go two to one in a second, depending on what you choose. How about uh, you hit me with an action adventure? I'll, uh, I'll take what you get. Oh, my God. This is definitely two to one. I shouldn't even ask. I should just <laughs> give you the point. We'll see, though. But- we'll see. <laughs> I also thought C3PO only spoke 30 million languages, so we never know. I mean, we're 30. 30- <laughs> More million, so I mean, technically, he kind of does. I was off uh, by half, but yeah. So if 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 you get this brutally wrong, I'm going to be so happy. Oh, but we'll see. Damn. Okay. What children's book did Peter Jackson turn into a trilogy of movies? Oh my god! And and uh, Dennis, I I need the answer that's on the card here. Children's book. They yeah. call it a Peter children's Jackson. book. A now what? Okay. Now my question is what. I'm not giving you any hints Fuck. here, but let's because uh oh, what's up? What's your question? Yeah, what year was the game made? Because <laughs> I want to say the well, Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship children. of the Ring, but The Hobbit is also a car like well, a correct you, answer. But I want to. I'll, 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 I'll give you. I'll give you a, a hint here. One of those is the correct answer on the card. Both of them are correct in my heart, but I need the one that's Lord of the, the Rings, card. Fellowship of the Ring. Because I, I got technical. No, you, I got te- no. <laughs> oh, the, the Fellowship of the Ring is one book. You just say the Lord of the Rings. No. Oh. Uh, no, it's the, it's it's the Hobbit. Oh, son of a bitch. Me feel okay, good. Now. I can. All right. I thought. Nice. I I thought by saying you gotta give me the one on the card, you would have got that because like you were on Lord of the. Oh. Who does want to say Lord of the Rings? It was the first one. Yeah. Who goes back? Hundred percent. Ho- that's so 100%. weird. Hundred percent. well, because as soon as you said, I'm like, well, it, it's it's down the timeline. The Hobbit would be first. Yeah. Anyways, rehashing. Nice. Right. Well played, sir. Well played. Good Ooh. Good point. I'm sorry. I mean, technically, you're right. It was Lord. Of... He did all. But yeah, so I'm going to keep as, it one to one. As the card and goes, I'm... I think is where we should lie, though. We can, let's let's keep let's yeah. keep us fair here. <laughs> 
Yeah. So I'll, I'll I'll try to keep us at one to one for a little bit. Let's do drama musicals. Drama musical. Oh, oh. All right, man. This is a true or false. Oh, yes. Hitchcock never won an Oscar for best director. True or false? True. I'm going to go with true. True. Are are you sure? Would you like to 50 50? Well, I feel like I'm already at 50 50, but I do thank you for that option. But I'm going to I'm going to lock you. You didn't need it, man, because it's true. You got it. He never won for best director. Which is, that's wild. The guy's a legend. Yeah, it's funny. Like, when you go to, like, the measure of some of the greatest directors in history, I feel like it's, his name always makes that list. And and, Mm -hmm. the Academy did not see him fit. (laughs) But (laughs) I think we got another another trivia question in store here. Yeah, we do. Um, What category would you like? (sighs) Drama musical. Okay. Hmm. Okay, I think, think you're about to tie this bad boy up. In a knot. Who played Captain Jack Aubrey in Master and Commander? Oh, man. That's a, 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 a gladiator. I can't. Oh, my God. I can't. Uh, uh, th- I mean, you're on to something here, the next man. three days. Uh, Russell Crowe. There we go. Boom. Russell Crowe. Yes, I got to yes, say, sir. I had a, I loved what that was a fantastic movie to see in theaters. It, the scope of the the. The, the frame was incredible and it just, I felt like I was writing the season. And I know the film was released like in the midst of the pirates craze, but I loved watching the, something mm. that felt a little more authentic and something that felt like it was a little more realistic, I guess. So I get, I could see awesome. that. I never actually fully watched the movie. I remember I snuck into it for one second and just saw like, there was a scene of someone being whipped on a ship and I'm like, what it's is brutal. this? No, not it's for brutal. me. It's brutal. It's brutal. Yeah, but I do like that. You're based in reality, not in a Disney theme park ride. That that's kind of exactly. So, so right now, are we are we tied at two to two? I think I believe we are, sir. All right, so this could be a tiebreaker. Like if I get this and you get that, we're tied. If not, someone could walk away a winner in this next round. But um, I haven't asked. uh, I believe the only category I haven't asked for you yet would be horror sci-fi. So I'm going to take a horror sci-fi. Ooh, all right, sir. I'm afraid. I don't know very many Horacephas. In The Shining, what is the name of Danny's uh, psychic powers? I, what, what is the label? What is the label <laughs> given? What is the general term? Uh, it's all good. You don't, you don't, you're not going to get into There's this. There's another movie. Oh, boy. I hate this There's movie. another movie. I, was it a movie or a series that was just recently released that is based in this universe that features this like descriptor or this, this this the word they're wanting you to hit okay that's intriguing i was gonna say something else but i'm gonna stick with my normal uh one Uh-oh. but i feel like what what was the name of that movie like i can't even think i hated that movie so much um but i i'm gonna say it's called the shining shining yeah it's shining. House? Yes, okay, that's cool. what they call it. They, in the in the shining, they call it shining. The the uh, the psychic abilities. Yeah. Boom. All right, man. All right. All right. That's such a weird. Yeah, I, I liked that. It's a loop, man. I was I was trying to throw you. So let's tie it up or give me a win here. What what, what category um, would you like? Um. Uh, comedy cartoon. Let's let's. All right. Let's do it. True or false. 
Meg Ryan sings the song La Mer over the end credits of the 1995 movie French Kiss. Oh, God. True or false? False. I'm going to guess. False. Is that your final answer? Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. I feel like she did not sing. Cool. You, you just tied it up because Ooh! the singer of that song was Kevin Klein. Ew. Oh. Wait a minute. So you're trying to sell... Funny. That's funny. I know they come straight <laughs> the movie together. It's like, how do you swap one for the other? <laughs> all right. Thank you, Mom, for, uh, for playing that movie in the background at home for all those years. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so should we do a tiebreaker of, like, we got we to gotta clean a whole card. Whoever gets the most answers correct on a card wins? Would that be crazy? Uh, let's, let's... You can say yes. You can say that's crazy. I'd say, I'd say let's go till somebody misses one. How about how about let's just fire okay. let's fire off one more and see if uh, one of us slips up. Okay, so keep going until someone gets one. Let's wrong. try. Let's try. All right, let's do it. All right, so I'm gonna is do it's my time to ask for a yes, category, sir. right? So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with comedy, cartoon. All right. Oh, son of a bitch! I this, <laughs> it's the card I picked up. I'm gonna I'm sticking with it. All right, folks, here it is. Tom Hanks stars opposite this actress in Sleepless in Seattle. Ooh, I feel like I know who it is, but I feel like I could be totally wrong. Is it is is it our previous non-singing actress Meg Ryan? Well, if this isn't a Billy Crystal movie, it'd be another Meg Ryan question, fucking wouldn't it? Yes, sir, it is. That is Meg Ryan. You got it right. All right. So to keep the cadence moving, I'm just going to say drama musical. Let me have it. Who earned Academy Awards for Kramer versus Kramer and Sophie's Choice? <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> um, Do you want to hint uh, it? Because I never would have guessed. Uh, Dustin Hoffman. No, no. Let's say let's say it's a big time. One of the biggest actresses. Oh, there. fuck. So it's uh, the other. Oh, uh, it's it's a lady. I, uh, I, I, I could. Oh, my God. Um, I can. Oh, my God. Why am I just thinking of the Devil Wears like, like she's the in Devil Wears Prada? Why am I like, getting? That's all I could think. Oh. <laughs> well, just just run it through your head. No, it's good. I think she's in that movie. So and freaking Mamma like Mia! You can just come up with the name. I can see. I yep. can see Michael Mamma Mia quoting too. her, and I can't think of her name. Ah! <laughs> I'm a miserable failure here. Um. Oh, boy. Oh, I can't. You know, you know who I'm talking. You know who I'm talking about. I can't think of her name. I, I feel like you said Jack Nicholson. Jack, no, not Jack Nicholson. <laughs> uh, although, was she, did she co- actually, she co-starred in a movie with Jack Nicholson, didn't she? Where they killed each other by the end of it. I mean, she's um, been in so many movies. So. You know what, man? I think you should walk away because I can't think of her name. I, I think it's fair enough. I feel like I, I feel like a dick. I've done my best to describe because yeah. I, I to describe right. who I'm talking about, but I can't think of her name. So fair is fair. All I right. couldn't say since who since it was. Since you said it, I'll t- Dennis, I'll tell you who's in The Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> I believe it's Anne Hathaway. <laughs> done. That was it. Princess Bride is All who right. I was thinking. <laughs> Billy Crystal? No, that's a comedy. Queen Bride. Um, I, bl- I believe you were thinking about uh, Meryl Streep. Ah! Yes, yes. 
which is funny. Like, oh. I've been talking classic. About, uh, on, on, on the flick that I'm wrapping up right now, uh, uh, George Clooney's assistant, her previous job that she just finished up was as Meryl's uh, um, uh, assistant. Oh, so it's like, ah, I just want to be like, oh. oh, that's crazy. All I can think about is like, she like pretty much watched her dog. And then pretty much all she did was watch uh, George's dog. It's like, these, these celebrities have dogs left and right, man. They love dog dogs. watching fiends. Oh, there you go, folks. You want to yeah. be a personal assistant to a celebrity uh, <laughs> like dogs. <laughs> get to... Well, no, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. She did a lot of heavy, heavy lifting and stuff, too, but she got to hang oh, out. Oh, but that's key. I'm just saying, hideous. if you didn't like dogs, yeah. eh, you get ready because you're probably going to have to watch some dogs <laughs> at some point. Dogs are a factor. Uh, that's true. Maybe a cat, but there's <laughs> probably going to be some dogs. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of cats and dogs, Dennis, should we get into reviews? I am excited for some reviews, man. Let us jump in. All right. So, Dennis, as I said earlier, I'm working on the Fast and Furious saga right now. The Fast Saga, they call it. The kids these days call it. Uh, so, of course, I had to do the second movie. It'd be weird if I worked like one, then seven, then worked back and forth. But I did Too Fast, Too Furious, the second movie in the saga. On the streets of Miami... There are a few who break the rules. Fire them up! But there are two. You ready for this? <laughs> Nothing. Who make their own. Let's see what this thing can do. All right, man. What do you uh, What do you got for us? How, what is What is too fast? And what is too furious? Well, Dennis, uh, as I told you, the end of the last movie, Dom Toretto. That's Vin Diesel. He was let go while the cops are coming to get him. Our hero, Paul Walker, saves the day and gives him a set of keys and lets him evade the law. And we pick up kind of in real time in Miami. And Paul Walker's is, did I say Paul Walker's? Like he, he's, he's a guy named Paul Walker's? No, Paul Walker, he is a uh, drag racing and he's caught by the law and they're like, Hey, you're wanted because you helped aid in and like let go a fugitive and uh, you're no longer a cop and this and that, but opposed to throwing them in the slammer. They're like, Hey, in Miami, there's a guy who we've been after for a while and we have someone on the inside. And right now we need someone to get inside and be a racer and help him out. And we're going to give you this, this guy here to be your backup because they need a dual partner. They need two oh, drivers. Okay. And, so uh, let, let me guess. He needs a family. He needs a family, <laughs> but it turns out the guy who they choose knows nothing about cars. And he's like, I have a guy. We grew up together. We're best friends. And they cut to you like somewhere in California. And there's a monster ma- monster, kind of like a smash truck rally yeah monster truck rally thing going on yeah but but it's cars it's cars it's it's a yeah and uh we find out that they're talking about roman pierce tyrese yeah and uh (laughs) and so pretty much we find out uh oh they're not best friends anymore because once paul walker became a cop tyrese decided that he was the enemy and then unbeknownst to brian uh johnny law had caught tyrese in a sting and he kind of in Tyrese Roman kind of holds that against mm. Brian, but Brian's like, Hey, guess what, man? If you come help me do this job, your slate will be wiped the classic clean. offer. Okay. And yeah, everyone's being wiped clean wipe in this you. movie. So they, they decide to do it. 
and pretty much it's just them doing an undercover sting, but they're they're at odds. You got Tyrese being a funny guy and kind of like I'm a badass, and Paul Walker's like we're just here to do a job, and I want to bang Eva Mendes. <laughs> and uh, well, th- this okay. is the classic <laughs> one where we meet Ludacris. Yes, man. and it's. And and I didn't realize there's there's a character actor in here that we both like, I think. And uh, he's kind of like a cop who's kind of crooked, but he's being oh. kind of held captive by the bad guy because he won't do something played by Mark. Oh, Bush. yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, classic. Yeah. He, he wants him to the guy wants him to do something. And they put a rat on his stomach and they put a, like, oh. a, a tin like. Room and they warm yeah. it up so like the rat has to claw through him. Oh, it is. Brutal. Oh, nasty. Like this movie, I will say. Opposed to Fast and the Fast and the Furious, this movie is more reality based. They really do a lot more with driving. Okay. They even have like races on on like those like water uh, jet skis. Uh, and uh, Ludacris is just a badass. And <laughs> uh, he plays like a guy who owns a, a shop, and he's like he knows everything, all the comings and goings in, in Miami. Oh man, Too Fast, Too Furious currently available on HBO Max and wherever you want to rent things or buy things on the on VOD. Uh, I'm gonna give. Hmm. I'm going to give two and a half. No, nay, I'm going to give three, three because there's a lot of okay. driving, not a lot of furiousness, but I will say what they do is great. I will say a lot of odd product placements like you see product placement for pet boys, for Pepsi, for random businesses. Mm, sure. It's like you make your money fast and furious. I don't you know. Oh, money. yeah, for sure. So, like, especially given the content of the film like that, that is a lot of, you know, coming from an art department end. That's that's really expensive. Like to get the real stuff, the real car parts, the real cars, mm-hmm. and, and the audience by this point is gonna know if you're faking it. If you're, we're trying to pull in yeah. like the drag racer crowd, when trying to pull in the drifter crowd, the fucking you know whatever the any car modders, you you're gonna want it to look good and mm-hmm. look right. So you want the real brands to mm. have their stuff show up. So I you had to dip into the little product placement to make sure you you sell it right. You know. Yeah, and I will say, like I said, this has a lot more racing and a little more base reality, but there is more technology that's oh, like, what? This okay. is futuristic. Like uh, Dexter's dad, James Remar, oh, he nice. uh, when he catches Brian in the beginning, he has like this weird prong gun that kind of shoots into Brian's car and it like shuts down the motor and it just looks like an alien weapon. Kind oh, of. Like, like it's supposed this? to be like an EMP device. So, OK, yeah, that just connects with three prongs to the car and it's like, come on. Come on, but still fun. Nice. Good All times. Right. I can't wait for next week's movie of Tokyo Drift. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah. All right, man. What, what what you got for us next, sir? All right. I got another oldie, but a goodie. Not as old as Tokyo Drift, but a 10th anniversary movie uh, that stars. Listen to this crazy cast of cats in it. It has the Punisher. It has Captain America. It has Captain Marvel. It has Superman. It has uh, Damn, so many dude. people: Aubrey Plaza, Anna Kendrick, Jason Schwartzman. I'm talking Michael Sarah. I'm talking about uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World in the Joby Cinema. You know everyone, right? Yeah, pretty much I do. You know this one girl with hair like this? <sighs> yes, that's Ramona Flowers. Hey, she's a little hardcore. What? Scott, I forbid you from hitting on Ramona. Hey, what's up? Am I dreaming? If we're gonna date. Date? You may have to defeat my seven evil exes. I'm talking to you, Scott Pilgrim. Scott! Scott! Scott, is that Scott? Scott Pilgrim. We need to play now and loud. Sounds like someone wants to get... Let's do this. Funky. 
Prepare to feel the wrath of the League of Evil Exes. This is happening, right? Uh-huh. Amazing! Like AMC was doing this uh, partnership with them. Uh, they had the Adobe Cinema is like crisp picture, amazing audio. And like this movie was just great. I remember seeing it 10 years ago when it came out on the big screen opening night when it was going up against fucking uh, the Expendables. And uh, this movie was a flop, but it has a great Oh, absolutely. Uh, but oh, man. So for those of you who, who don't know Scott Pilgrim versus the world, there's this guy, Scott Pilgrim. He's in a band. He uh, starts dating this one girl who he is like his like girl of his dreams. But he has to defeat her seven evil exes. And it's kind of like a video game. It's kind of like a, a musical. It's just over the top. It's directed and written by Edgar Wright. It's so damn hell. Funny. Yes, it holds up in like seeing all these people in this movie, they look so young and it's only <laughs> been 10 years, but it's like the 10 years has like aged him and it's crazy. <laughs> oh man. But seeing it in this, in this format, like every time there's like punches or music, like you could feel the theater oh, shaking dude. with the audio. And it was a pretty packed house on like a Tuesday night. I saw this It's like, Oh God. So I was going to say, man, I was afraid. Like, it no, out. well you, you, uh, in your introduction of your review here, you illustrated exactly the point of why you're coming back. This is a, a Dolby Digital re-release, so they've they've hit the they've hit the audio one more time. They've given it that extra dose of a love. Mm-hmm. You got you're get, I'm guessing that was seeing it in 4K and everything. Like it's getting the the full treatment. Oh, yeah, yeah. So this is exactly the type of stylized film that would only benefit from receiving this type of attention again because so much of it is based on sound and music. It is, in, in my opinion, a big chunk of the movie is a rock opera. And, and just in mm-hmm. just the backing tracks like they don't need to be singing songs they just need to be fucking rocking and, it, and they do that through so mm-hmm. much of the movie and it is it's such a kick-ass experience that was built for the big screen well you can watch it at home mm. it will never do the justice that a two-story tall screen with subwoofers behind it could do and that <laughs> i'm very jealous that yeah. you got to revisit that experience and then it sounds like it felt like it was like new all over again right yeah. Oh, totally. And it's insane because I, I thought 10 years, I've been saying for a while, I'm going to rewatch it. I have on a Blu-ray. I know it's on Netflix, but I'm like, I'm happy I held out and watched it on the big screen. Like it could not make me happier. I'm saying Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Still a four slicer. In my life, man, I love everything about this. Movie. Oh, nice, man. Yeah. Oh, that's, Jokes that's awesome. Up, I, music holds up. I wanted to like go and like listen to the soundtrack after like it was so damn good. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I honestly, that's one of those uh, easily sits on the uh, movie toast hall of fame, high up <laughs> on the shelf. I would throw it up there as a four slicer as well. Uh, nice. But I will. I want to give it. I want to give it my own. Uh, the next time, you know, let's give it the, a twenty-five year or fifty-year anniversary before uh, I'll, I'll see what they do to it then, and that will be my entry because we all know <laughs> Scott Pilgrim is an incredible film. So. I, I will give my slice review when when we've done something else to it, or if they've decided to sequel it for some sad reason. And it's which, it's it's please crazy. Don't. 
I mean, I've heard that there's talk about doing an anime style cartoon on, on uh, Delta Swim, which I'd be down for. It'd be interesting as I, long okay, as okay. with the original cast. But the, I, I've seen this movie play in like retro theaters as well. Like one of my favorite theaters, which was going to be one of my news stories last week, uh, the New Beverly Th- Cinema, which is Quentin Tarantino's uh, little uh, cinema down in Hollywood. Fucking oh, great yes, theater. They used to do midnight screenings. And like I went to one of the first ones. The cast was there. Edgar Wright was there. Like at one point I went to the bathroom in the middle of the movie and Edgar Wright was just talking with some of the cast members it was amazing it was heaven and like i love seeing it on that screen with those guys there but seeing it on the big screen like with all these amazing like updates and stuff oh god it was it was something i wish everyone could experience uh but yeah check it out on dvd blu-ray i think it's on netflix if if you like the premise if you haven't seen the movie in a while you should definitely rewatch it Nice, man. But, um, what do you got? That sounds like a good a good time. Yeah. Um, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring us down a little bit. Let's let's bring let's bring the tempo down. I, I got a documentary that had piqued my interest that I finally got around to. I'm uh, this is a film brought to us by Gravitas Films, which mm. uh, I I believe did uh, Who Let the Dogs Out, which I reviewed a couple <laughs> episodes back. Um, I'm talking about. 2020's Jasper Mall that we got back in January oh. of that year. You know, we found this one specific mall, Jasper Mall in Jasper, Alabama. Um, and, you know, it, it looked just like the malls of our childhood. It hadn't been remodeled since the early 80s. Um, and so we knew we liked it aesthetically. We went out there and spent a few weeks in the mall meeting the people who were there, the caretaker and some other uh, pa- patrons of the mall and also people who had stores in the mall um, and just like thought it would make an amazing story to just follow those people and be there for eight months. So uh, this is a documentary about the a year in the life of working within a this uh, this mall in Alabama that is kind of it's kind of on its last leg. Um, this the, the the trailer really stood out to me and it, it, it tapped into something that I thought was very nostalgic to me. It was very near and dear to my heart of visiting the mall as a young child with my mother and then going back to hang out uh, at the mall, like in school, middle high school, the, the, you know, just the classic killing time, doing nothing, scraping mm-hmm. by and the few bucks to get, to get there on the bus and back and what have you. I, I, I have a lot of fond memories of, of the mall, you know? Um, yeah. And I, yeah. I, so I was very excited to give this a shot. Um, this, this tells the story of uh, a mall in Jasper, Alabama, called Jasper Mall, where we're introduced to uh, Mike, the lead. He's kind of the security guard who's also the head janitor, who's also just kind of like the head kind of groundskeeper guy of the whole facility. Um, right at, right away, you'll notice he has, he has a very unique accent. He is um, Australian. He's an Australian guy who's been living in the United States for a very long time and that has taken on kind of the Alabama accent. So he has this fun, yeah. his voice has this fun blend of the two, the two cadences. And you're kind of like, for the first few minutes, I was just like, wait a minute, what is, what is it? Where the hell is this guy from? This is interesting. Okay. <laughs> All right. He's, he's, he looks like a, a, a love rent uh, de, de Tiger King because he was. He actually ran a, a zoo for 25 years. Oh, wow. Um, and because of one unfortunate event after another, He's it led him down the road to where he is that I, I mean, not to say that this is a bad job, but he like you see, he has this passion for it. like he the way he mops the floors and un, he's going around the building and he's in, he's talking to the camera. And that's what I find interesting. This is one of those documentaries where there is no narration. There is no outside voice. They're really trying to be. This is a fly on the wall perspective We're we're 
we're witnessing a slice of life and we're kind of seeing the broad spectrum of a year working at Jasper Mall. Uh, we get to meet a few of the store employees as well as this uh, Mike, the security guy. Um, some of the the customers, the people who frequent the mall. And you're just kind of seeing, it's like you you remember the fragments of going to the mall that you have in your mind. And then you're seeing this place where they they were that at one point and it's time is eroded at it. And then, and given probably where it is in the state and whatnot, like, you know, they're just not getting the foot traffic. They were anymore. This is a location that has, that used to have a Kmart and JC Penney, which both those businesses have gone under mm. or reduced scaled back. So they have a 64,000 square foot unit and an 84,500 square foot unit for rent that they can't fill, which is just a ble- you know, bleeding them out. Um, and it was like, oh, it, it was, I couldn't look away from the screen. It was very interestingly shot. It felt like you were just seeing the small town just down the road. And it was, to, it, it was sad. It was kind of sad the whole time in, in a good, a good sad, like it, you're kind of acknowledging this thing that you've seen happening around you. And it's just kind of like, much like uh, the story compares you're you're paralleling the stories of some of the personal lives of those uh, mm-hmm. attached to the mall, to the mall itself. Uh, I, along with Mike, the Mike, the security guy himself, you you get to see him go throughout his day, and uh, a couple of the people who work beneath him. Um, you come across this one, this high school couple that spends a good amount of their time hanging out at the mall, and they're hanging they're out. A, uh-huh. they're a mixed race couple from Alabama who get she the. The, the the white girl is very upfront. She's like, we get shit. Like they had people approach them because her boyfriend is black and they, they, there's a lot of people who don't like it, but they don't care. They continue living their life in the small town and they just, they liked being happy. And you see these glimmers of just pure, honest happiness. Nice. Uh, you go, you go throughout the rest of the mall and it's, and unfortunately not everyone's story starts off the same way. The, uh, you meet a jewelry store owner who, uh, as the movie starts off, it's his last week in the mall. He's changing locations. He can't afford the rent anymore. It's a dying industry. People are not coming to walk through the mall to purchase things anymore. They're just doing these others, other stuff. Uh, there's, there's like this group of mall walkers you get to meet. There's a group of these old guys who played, who play dominoes together. And one of them legit had been like declared dead three times in his life. He's, he, he tells the story. <laughs> well, first time I got to see the gates of heaven. The other two times didn't see too much, but I imagine the next time heaven comes calling, I'm probably going. So it's like, wow. it was such a warm spirit of like, he he faced his own mortality with this kind of like you know I'm okay like he's 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 had a good time he's had a good ride and but he did it didn't stop him from go, going down to the mall playing dominoes with his buddies and every week they show up uh, it's it was like a wholesome slice of life story I know I kind of repeated some of the same terms but I just once I started I'm kind of I was kind of like what am I watching I was almost half expecting like a <laughs> Tim and Eric turn of like where's the goofy thing going to bust out of the wall like and well, have you seen like, Tim and Eric's billion dollar movie? <laughs> yeah, there's no taquito <laughs> living all time. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want some taquitos? Um no, none, none of that. Uh but, although I wish there was. Um No, it was it was fascinating and heartbreaking and touching. All at the same time. Um, that's why I'm giving uh, Jasper Mall three slices of toast. 
I watched this over on Amazon Prime. This was, uh, it, like I said, it came out in January of 2020, so it's still still fairly fresh. It might be at the top of the like documentary uh, category. But if you're just one of those huh. folks that just spend a good amount of time hanging out in the mall as a teenager and stuff, I, I, I challenge you to watch this film. It's it's going it, to, at least for me, it really tapped into the this nostalgic feeling I had of going there. And you, you can see everyone else's, uh, a lot of other people had a very similar experience, whether, whether or not it was the same. Uh, there's still this emotional attachment with this time in your life. And you kind of, you, you start to address this uh, question of just like a lot of the people who are moving on in different stages of their life, who are working in the mall, um, maybe America itself is finally starting to grow out of this phase of consumerism, uh, this style of uh, gathering. Maybe, maybe we're, we're, we're advancing to a new age of how we're doing things. Obviously, the Internet has you know, brought a new phase of shopping, but there are still a lot of people who want that tactile experience. And it's, it's interesting. This, this film taps into a lot of those feelings, and it's, I think it's well worth a, well worth a watch. I mean, there there is such a thing as Amazon, so that that's a beauty, and they make movies too. So it's like we have everything we need online, <laughs> and now Amazon. they have physical bookstores. <laughs> Look at that! <laughs> oh yeah, I I literally they have yeah I, I the movie theater I went to see these next two movies I'm going to review. There's literally an Amazon store there, and then next to oh. it there's a there's a Whole Foods which is also owned by Amazon. It's like, Amazon. Oh man, yeah. the Amazonians <laughs> are taking over. <laughs> I'll get into my next <laughs> review, Dennis. <laughs> right, man. I, the Bezos uh, requests it. And I also got to thank Amazon because they're the guys that have been paying me for the past couple of months. So I can't talk shit about them. Um, so anyways, <laughs> I saw a movie with a very weird pairing of, of movie stars and comedians that I'm like, just because of this, I'm not even going to watch the trailer. I'm going to go see it. I saw a film oh. called Here Today starring Billy Crystal and Tiffany Haddish. Thank you for bidding on me in the auction. I am so flattered that somebody your age would be a fan of my work. I don't know who the hell you are. My ex really wanted to meet you, so he bid. How much? Twenty-two. $2,200? That's fantastic. $22. It started at 20 and then it went up in 50 cent increments. I'm a comedy writer. All right, guys, very funny stuff. I also write for Broadway and movies. Why is your face suddenly bigger than it was before? Oh, my God, are you allergic to seafood? Oh, my God. She doesn't have insurance, and she really shouldn't be leaving here by herself. Your daughter is going to be fine. My... Why did you tell the doctor that I was your father? I was a little loopy by then. Are you doing anything right now? No. Want have some laughs? Come on, queen. Smile, girl. Smile. Marilyn Monroe from The Seven Year Itch. Mm. I'd be itching too if I had hot subway air blowing up my ass. Two people I never thought I'd see in a movie together, and they're pretty much our big, big two people. You got little people here and there. You got this guy pinned badly from this show, You. You got little people you might be like, I've seen that person here and there. But um, so it's about this guy named Charlie Burns. He's like a big time comedy writer he's written movies or in broadway shows he's written uh he's on like a very successful sketch show he's like the old man on the show but he has clout and then okay you know, okay like like uh, the we, old hat on snl or something like yeah and the thing okay. is he knows that and other writers have gone to the showrunner and they're like hey we love charlie we love his work but he doesn't really fit here and the the producer oh. or the showrunner he's like you know what he gave me a shot when i was a kid he, he, he's been so influential as long as I'm here, he's here. And it's like, oh, thank God. 
I thought that was going to go somewhere else. But this the story kind of picks up when he's later in life and uh, things aren't aren't great for him. Uh, he's he's kind of been raffled off and like having lunch with uh, Charlie Burns. So this one woman named Emma, played by Tiffany Haddish, she shows up. She doesn't even know who he is. She's going around looking at her phone, like at pictures from him from like the 90s and like tapping on white people's shoulders, white men. <laughs> it's like, nope, that's not you. She even goes to him and looks at his picture and she's like, nope, not, not you. And then he's like, are you, are you here for uh, lunch with Charlie Burns? She's like, this is you? And like, you can see it's like Billy Crystal from his prime. And he's like, yeah, 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 that's, oh, that's me. great. And she's like, I'll get the, the seafood salad. And she like named all, she's like, add like a king crab like she's like loading up on everything <laughs> just get her $20 worth and uh, as they're talking it turns out she's allergic to seafood and oh, she no. has an allergic reaction and so he <laughs> rushes to the hospital with her and she kind of tells the uh, people at the hospital oh that's my dad and they're like hey your, your daughter's out of uh, she's gonna do fine but she has no insurance so you, hopefully you can pay for her and she needs this medication oh. and he's like why do you think she's my daughter and he's like well she told me that you adopted her from uh some foreign country and like i just wanted to fuck with them it was pretty fun i thought and so like oh, man. so they they're kind of talking for a bit and then he's like i'll never see her again she's like i'm gonna pay you back every dollar i I pretty much owe you and she he's like you don't gotta worry about it and then, like the next day like she's outside of his house and like she finds him. She's like, how'd you find me? He's like, ah, I found you on the internet. And like, she, he's like, oh, why don't you come in for a little bit? Like, cause she had like fallen down and her knees got scraped. So he wanted to help her out. And like, she sees like, there's pictures above like a typewriter of like people. And there's like sticky notes with names. She's like, who's that? And he's oh. like, Oh, she's like, are you a serial killer or something? He's like, no, that's my family. <laughs> she's like, what? Why? Why? He's like, Oh, well, I'm writing a book about them and this and that. And like, and then, like, she meets him a few more times, and like, she goes to like, well, she does, she she doesn't meet him. All right, so sorry. I, I, I either way, she learns that he has like dementia, and he hasn't told oh. anybody, his coworkers, his kids, and she's the only one that knows. And she's trying oh, to help man. him out. She ends up moving in with them and taking care of him. And it's it's just heartwarming watching these two people so Aww. different in age and lifestyles just kind of coming together. Like I literally teared up a couple of times. These two oh, are giving man. powerful performances and there's, it's still a comedy, but there's scenes that really just are like, Oh my God. Oh, nice. And it's, 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 it's heartwarming. It's, 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 it's something else. Like I've never heard of this before and I'm happy. I just stumbled into it. Uh, so here today I'm going to give three slices of toast. Uh, oh, nice, check it out man. if you get a chance. Yeah. Where, where did you watch that? It was lovely. I saw this at the at the theater. Oh, that's uh, right. Okay. Yeah. And uh, oh, man. yeah, God, like I, fantastic. I've always been. Yeah, oh, it was like I've always been on the fence is either hit or miss with her. And I'm like, I've seen her do like drama. I'll call it drama action in the movie The Kitchen Sink. Oh, where she plays like, the, kitchen, lot, like the kitchen. The There's kitchen. There's no sink. Yeah. It's just the kitchen, kitchen. Sink is a different movie. That's <laughs> terrible. That, that's a bad movie. Jonah Hill almost directed, but someone else did. Um, yeah, the kitchen. Well, she was fine in that, but oh my god, seeing her in a drama like this, ooh. And she okay. also plays a street performer singer. She has a pretty good singing voice. If it's actually, oh. her. it was, it was. Oh, pretty, wow. pretty delightful. Yeah. Nice. So, ooh, it's definitely worth a check out if you guys. Oh man. Yeah, I heard. I heard about this one coming down the pipeline, and I gotta be honest, I I had the same reaction of just like, oh, I never would have guessed pairing these two actors together but god that just sounds charming as hell it reminds me of the uh uh the the bill murray um movie we watched lost in translation uh, oh, no. no uh, uh, uh no. The rocks. 
on the rocks. Yes. The, yeah. it, it kind of, the description kind of gave me those vibes of just that it, like, it sounds like an actor piece. Like it sounds like we're just mm-hmm. getting to watch these people do what they do best, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm, Oh man, I'm jealous. I wish I got to watch that this week. That sounds fantastic, yeah. man. Hmm. I also watched one other movie in the theater this week. Oh yeah. As well. Shoot. Yeah, I watched this this movie uh, called Wrath of Man, starring oh. Jason Statham. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a new addition, H. Border Coast Security specializes in cash trucks across LA. Do you have any idea how dangerous this job can be? Some idea, yeah. We ain't the predators, we're the prey. You ready? Statham. It's a new guy, Richie Joint. Oh, my oh. gosh. Uh, oh, okay. So this movie does not mess around. Like, it starts off, you're seeing, like, a one shot of being, like, in a uh, cash armor truck leaving the station and turning out. And then there's some construction, but it's not really construction. It's people coming to rob them. And, like, you're seeing all this action of people getting killed and whatnot. And then, like, it cuts to uh like a year later and there's a new guy starting work here. It's Jason Statham. And it's like he has to be put through some tests and stuff and like he's okay at using a gun. He's okay at driving a truck. He's okay. But then we learn later on he's really good at doing this stuff. And he's doing some interesting things like really like like he's not being submissive. He's like a badass off the top. He's giving okay. shit to okay. coworkers who are assholes to him. Uh and these things are like, what's going on here? It's kind of, I mean, he's I'll, doing I'll the classic Statham. Huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, but it's the, the trailer gives us away, but it's, it's revealed later in the movie. His son was killed in this whole armory oh, robbery okay. truck. So you get to see that scene from three different points of view. You get to see it from the cash truck. You get to see it from the killers. You get to see it from his point of view. Uh, and his son was in a car on the side of the road next to where all this was happening. Oh, okay. And he, w- he was at a food truck getting some food, doing something else too, but I don't even want to get into that yet. Uh, and he comes back and he sees his kid is on the ground. He's shot. He gets shot. He wakes up and he decide he finds out after it. All right. So it, it's very weird. He turns out to be like this big, like kingpin in Los Angeles. And oh. like, he's like, I want to find out who did this. So, he was actually supposed to be out seeing, a, I want to say, like a soccer game or something with his son. And he gets a call from one of his workers, a guy that was supposed to be a lookout, also planning to rob the armored truck. They just wanted to know which way the truck went from leaving, like the, let's call it the, the Loomis Fargo or whatever area. If, if it turns right or left, that's all he had to do. And he's like, all right, the other guy got in a motorcycle accident, so he couldn't do it. So he's like, I guess I can do it. And that's the that's the downfall. So he's like, I'm going to use you guys. You guys are going to go all the slummy people in the city. We're going to find out if they have anything to do with it. And none of them do. And then he finds out maybe some of the people that work at this uh, place were in on it. So then he kind of infiltrates this area to find out who did it. And he's planning to get revenge. That's kind of the setup. I don't want to give oh, anything okay. away. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. But, uh, right. has... so we, do we take a minute to get there? Because it kind of sounds like yes. 
It does right. because we right. we jump back and forth between time. So I uh, feel like I'm kind of I'm kind of uh, spoiling stuff, but it's all in the trailer, so I'm not afraid to say all this. Oh, but the sure. way we see it, it's interesting. It's bloody. It's brutal. Uh, it, it, surprisingly, like all these guys, it's rich characters. Like all these guys, when we first meet them at the uh, armory place, they all have distinguished voices okay. and personalities. And uh, we get. Did you ever watch the uh, show Mind Hunter on Netflix? Yes, I yes. loved that show. Oh, so the guy fantastic. in charge of his group, uh, the guy in charge of the uh, the driving the car, his partner in this is uh, played yes. by the, uh, the older guy, and yes. his name's Bullet. He's a badass in this. Oh, it's nice seeing him again. Wonderful, yeah. And oh, awesome. And S- Scott Eastwood's there. Uh, Josh Hartman, nice. I haven't seen in a while. Like Holy he's shit. giving a okay. cool. It's right. like he's a badass, but like we find out he was supposed to be in the armored truck that day, but he was mm. sick and he has he has he he has Quote a good unquote. ally he was at his mother's he was at his mother's house and she was feeding him soup and stuff <laughs> she could back him oh, up on that okay, okay but he talks like he's <laughs> all a badass uh it has this guy jeffrey donovan who i loved who was the star of the show burn notice it has random oh people yeah 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 oh that was a great show love that show post nice. malone's in it uh it's, it's, <laughs> it's okay weird weird and right. it's it's got richie so you know you're getting action. it's, it's gonna getting, be intense yeah the yeah. grit is gonna be real okay mm-hmm. this sounds like a fun time and man. they're not holding back and like uh the, the cinematography is beautiful and it's just it's it's a pretty good movie there, there's music cues for everything some strong music did they do music a little bit too much sure uh like i mm. said he's kind of like a, a kingpin we don't need that story why are we bothering with that we could have lived without that whole b story oh, there okay. um but overall, I'm going to give Wrath of Man two and a half slices of the test because it was good. It wasn't great. It wasn't. OK. It, OK. It lived in this good area. Um, it still kicked a little and, ass, though. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah nice. And I, I had to check out because it, this was a um, a Merrimax movie. So I kind of was watching like the credits and stuff just to see something. It turns out uh, I, I know the head of production at Merrimax. She was <laughs> a secretary in the first movie I did. Oh, cool. And, uh, let's see if she was still around because she actually was was in charge of uh, the movie I did last year too and she was one of the people who was back in this movie so I'm like ah, that's kind of cool having that one degree of this movie hey but, there you uh, go yeah. <laughs> yeah. so nice. Wrath of Man definitely worth checking out but it's still a mind fuck with me that he's he makes these gritty movies but he also made Aladdin the reimagining live action Aladdin <laughs> this, a couple this years is back. true this is true uh, so weird but Dennis Let's leave the live action world behind and let's go to a galaxy that you know a lot about. Oh, it's a galaxy I love near and dear to my heart, but we can we can retain some of the the grit. We can we can hold on to that because we're going to oh, yeah. we're going to we're, we're going to keep that near and dear because uh, the blasters and the explosions are not going away. Um, we are talking about getting into the new series available on Disney Plus. Bad Batch. Five enhanced clones. Capable than an army. How perceptive. All right, boys. Let's suit up. This is the Mm. sequel series to the Clone Wars series. Um, Continuing the story, I mean, I'm talking right from where we left off in the last show. This is picking it from the perspective of we get introduced to, we were introduced to this group of uh, individuals known as the bad batch uh, towards the, in the last season of the clone war series. But um, this is a whole story dedicated just to them. And uh, for those of you that don't know, or aren't familiar with the clone wars, um, these is a group of clones in the star Wars universe that, well, the bulk of the forces and the other named clones in the series are 
for lack of a better term, normal. <laughs> uh, here's a group of guys who had, uh, they, they tweaked him a little bit. They wanted to try to bring out specific abilities and qualities uh, in their genetics. And they wanted to test to see if they could get positive feedback. What they ended up with is these five bad mamma jammas that can get every fucking job done thrown in front of them. And these are five fools you do not want to mess with. Now, they might be clones of some of the same people, but they all have completely different skill sets. Now, um, I'm curious, Adam, because I came into this having the knowledge I have of watching all nine seasons, nine, nine seasons. Yeah. Of uh, the Clone Wars animated series. So I was curious how this was going to hit your palate, having not watched that entire run of that show, whether or not it's going to, you know, you're going to be able to savor it quite the same way. So uh, I'm excited to jump into this review with you, man. Mm. So let's state this in the in the get go here, kids. If you haven't seen the show, if you have interest in the show, we're probably going to spoil it. But um, if you if you've seen it, then come along for the ride. Um, Yeah, Dennis, uh, I I don't know much about the animated Clone Wars saga. I saw the movie when it came out that Uh led into the show, Uh, but I heard you talk a lot about it. So I kind of got the gist a bit, but I didn't get the full gist. Like I loved coming into this, seeing it saying like Star Wars, Clone Wars or whatever it was. Yeah. into the i was like oh this is pretty badass it's it's and then it felt like we were leading leaving that show because we meet our heroes we meet some people we meet some jedi and then we hear order 66 is being executed and oh, see that i'm like oh yes. shoot, that's awesome that's amazing i love that and all these characters are badass now dennis the thing that i'm wondering i i gotta say the the scenery the visuals the locations all look amazing but the character design a little little clunky to me i don't know now, I the, I have to give a little bit of forgiveness to the show. I think just in that if you look back at the very beginning of the series, the original character design is what they're trying mm-hmm. to pay uh, homage to. They're trying to make them look the same as they did like 10 years ago. So okay. the technology has improved dramatically. Like you'll notice if you watch like the pilot compared to the first, like the pilot of Clone Wars to the pilot of Bad Batch, the frame rate mm-hmm. is incredibly different. Like, immediately you know you'll notice it's just so much more fluid in the new series Mm. whereas when it first aired the first one does look clunky things are a little boxy things have kind of some hard edges um yoda has got like he's a little he's a little cuby you know it's it's um but it's it's a different interpretation you know i i think the the essential elements are there of the characters um it's just kind of like uh you're not going to hear ewan mcgregor but you're going to hear a guy who sounds a lot like the way Obi-Wan Kenobi should sound just like Mm. they drew. I feel like all the characters look like a lot of the way they should for it being an animated show. You know, I, I don't know. That's, but that's my head thing. I I respect that. The fact that they're staying true to what it looked like 10 to 15 years ago, whatever it has been. Uh, But the other thing, the writing's a little clunky and on the nose for me, I feel like, but Uh once again, I'll look past that, but I will say, the line deliveries of these guys just sounds so computer. It sounds like robots, but I'm like, is that because they're clones and that's the way they're supposed to talk? Like they have, they all have like their own accents, but like, it's all like very like monotone and like, I don't know something about the way they it's speak. a lot of it. I think is because it's the same actor because the same okay. voice actor has to do so many different voices. You're because having you to do all so- these guys. Yeah. There's one actor. Okay. One actor is all of the clones. 
because it, because they're calling from the same guy, you know, and that's and that's right. a big thing to consider. It's like he's trying to make himself sound like different people, even though genetically they are supposed to be the same voice, you know, like they are actually mm. supposed and and I but I totally get what you mean. And I um some of that is kind of I think it's it's like the clinical touch of trying to incorporate the whole family to to sit down and watch the show because this isn't a Star Wars feature film where we're trying to hook mm-hmm. the Star Wars audience. This is a, this is a series where we're trying to we're really we're trying to introduce. Now this is oh. not an entry point show, but if you were to start at the beginning of the Clone Wars animated series, I feel like this is an entry point for a younger audience to adjust to what ends up being the intense, the more intense side of the Star Wars saga, getting into the politics, getting into the battles, like the logistics of what it means to take this planet, what it means to lose this battleground. And Hmm. I think Clone Wars does a great job of painting that picture. Now, coming into Bad Batch, that Bad Batch is, I can tell right away, is assuming you've tasted everything. It's, 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 it, I've right off the bat. See, I was concerned uh, after I got through the first episode, I was like, man, if Adam starts watching this, I'm a little scared. It may not be as, it may not be as entertaining to someone who's coming into a cold because it's coming in preloaded with so much. Even the, the young, the young Jedi Padawan in the opening scene is supposed to be a callback. I was going to ask you. Yes. I was going to ask if those guys are characters from that show. That uh, the 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 Padawan who escapes is voiced by Freddie Prince yeah. Jr. Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, I looked that up and I was blown away. I'm like, oh shit! Didn't sound like him, but the voice sounded familiar, yeah. so I was intrigued. Jacob is the original Jedi name of his character, Kanan Jarrus, who he ends up becoming. The moniker he takes on in Star Wars Rebels. So he hmm. changes his name. He changes his identity in order to try to escape the Empire and the persecution of the Jedi. So he later becomes known as Kanan Jarrus. So that's let's why talk about it's, that's who that is. Bit. So we start the show off with like some stuff happening and they're like, oh, shit, we're outnumbered. These robots are going to take us down. And then like you see him come down a hill or something and they're like, hey, where's the backup? <laughs> and he's like, nah, they're coming. They're coming. They're coming. So nuts, like, yeah. And they're like, well, how many are there? He's like five. And they're like, five thousand. We're like, no, yeah, no, no, just five. But what five. these guys can do is mind blowing. And then they come and they just like they're like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They're having fun. They're just oh, joking. Yeah. Around. They're goofing off and they're they're killing some mother fathers out there. It's, oh, it's pretty. Wrecka. I love watching Wrecker <laughs> just pick up a B1 battle droid and just use them as boxing gloves and just starts duking out, duking it out with yeah. the droids. Like it's they do such a good job of giving every each of the clones their own flavor. I mean, mm-hmm. Hunter, he's got his badass, like, Rambo look. And he's obviously inspired by that, like, tone of American badass hero or anti-hero character. Uh, mm. and, and everyone else kind of has their same flavor. But out of everyone in the group, you do kind of notice there, there's one that doesn't fit in with the rest. And uh, mm-hmm. that, that, would, that would be our, our resident sniper. He's not exactly... He he's we we notice when Order sixty six comes in, he is susceptible to the inhibitor chip. He takes the command without yeah. question, and he he doesn't and think twice. Just, the other guy is like, "Wait, wait, we don't know what's going on. The Jedi, we've worked with the Jedi. They don't they want to do something like this. Let's find out what's yeah. happening." And like they're like, "Hey, Freddie Prince Junior, we don't want to kill you. Let's just talk." But the other sniper's like, "I'm going to kill you," and it's like. The other guy almost had a breakthrough and he just ran away. It's kind of like reminded me of when fucking Bucky was not Bucky when uh, the, oh. when uh, Falcon was talking to uh, Car- Carly. It's like, 
all yeah. of a sudden a breakthrough, but you couldn't fully trust one another. Yeah. Uh, it was oh, beautiful. for sure. Yes. Oh, and for and a second, it looked like he was going to like jump off a bridge and kill himself. He's like, no, don't do it. And then he kind of did a jump again. He just Jedi's across the, the crevasse. Yeah. Oh, that was awesome. No, I, and it's, you know, it's that I, for, for fans like me, I loved that getting to see that moment that he only touches on in the Clone Wars Rebel series of, I was a, I was a youngling that survived order 66 and that's it. It's just, mm. it's, it's a line of dialogue and that's all it gets touched on. There's no flashback, nothing. It's, I learned what I and, did and I cut it off, <laughs> you know? And so it's like, uh, so our guy was almost having a breakthrough. who wanted to talk to him. He's like, okay, all right, cool. He's looking, he, he can't believe that he made that leap. And, uh, then the bad guy, the sniper guy comes over. He's like, Hey, where'd he go? He's like, Oh, we lost him. He's gone. Don't worry about him. And then yep. there's some tension there. And like, they got to fill out like a report log when they come back and like, everyone says, Oh, he's dead or whatever. But this one guy is like, I think he's still alive. I don't think we executed the order properly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, whew. it's, there's, uh, we, we get to, um, upon returning to Camino, which is their, their cloning facility, um, you come to find out we are witnessing, I mean, the birth of the empire, the first, mm -hmm. the first hours of the empire taking, taking hold. And one of my favorite Imperial characters, uh, you know, across all of the timelines, Grand Moff Tarkin is is getting to to take his you know take control of his office. He's he's wielding the power that uh, he's mm -hmm. been given. He's one of the few characters who knows that Darth Vader is Anakin Skywalker along with Emperor Palpatine, and mm -hmm. he's he knows this is a tactic. Like he is a beast in battle. So it's uh, this this is where that that reference to unconventional tactics that comes up in that episode I think is a little nod again to the Clone Wars fans. That's a nod to his fascination with Anakin Skywalker because when they first meet, he didn't like him. He didn't like that he didn't follow the playbook. He didn't like that Anakin was breaking all the rules. But at the mm -hmm. end of the day, when Anakin saved his butt and got him out of the mm -hmm. fire and made sure it, uh, Tarkin survived. Tarkin has a newfound appreciation, not necessarily for all the Jedi, but for this one. He at least has an appreciation for Anakin because this guy is a beast in battle. He knows nice. firsthand this guy can do some damage. So I, I I love that character for that reason. He respects power regardless of where it comes from. Uh, we get to see a piece of that, including him witnessing the Bad Batch do their thing. Mm. Uh, he's trying to prove his point to the Kaminoans that we're, we're done with clones. We're not buying anymore. The empire is not paying for the production of any more clones. And the scientists are like, what? Hey, we should, can we give you a demonstration? Show you, Hey, the, the best we have to offer should still be good enough for you. Tarkin's like, yeah, let's do it. They start doing, they start doing their regular thing. And of course they're just breezing through it. But Tarkin decides mm -hmm. no. Turn off, turn off the stun setting. I want live, live yes. ammunition, live ammo. Send them in all the, all the droids full blast and they, they make it through it. Now mm -hmm. it pisses them off. Obviously, understandably it pisses them off, but it starts to raise the question of who are we being loyal to? We're being used as tools and machines. I think it's time for the bad batch to, to check out, but uh, on their way out, um, they, they established a, a relationship with a new character, Omega. Yes. Mm -hmm. A little lady, a little girl who's not a clone, we, we assume. She's kind of running around with the cats that make the clones. And she's really interested in the Bad Batch. She has a little robot companion of her own. And like she's just very inquisitive. And, and we, we notice that there's something different about her, kind of. Yes. And, uh, 
And I think now, folks, again, just to highlight, we are spoiling spoiler spoilerage. So we're going to I may cross some bridges into episode two from this point out. But from here on out, I will point out we do come to find out that she is, in fact, not just a clone, but a clone just like them. She was a clone Mm -hmm. built with a purpose. She is in an oddball. She is. She is one of the Bad Batch, essentially, because she is not. First of all, she's not a male clone. They don't actually know what her intention, her original purpose is for, because as we find out from another deserter that we help uh, helps uh, our our homies escape some, <laughs> some imperial uh, imperial fleet, that every um, every clone is made with a purpose. Kaminoans do not waste genetic material; they do not waste their labs on anything. So they have. Well, they I, I'm excited to find out. Yeah, yeah. And and then there are um, some interesting parallels between uh, Hunter and Omega and uh, Din and the child. You know, it's uh, uh, mm-hmm. it, it's very we're, we're, similar storyline. Um, we are Grogu and Omega are kind of these. We have we formed a bond with our main character who doesn't know how to handle this new responsibility that they've never been trained for. They could be trained for all the things in the world to fight anything on the planet. But the responsibility of keeping a child safe is now this newfound and terrifying thought that they have to tackle. And I love the way they they, they approached it in the show. Um, mm-hmm. Even the fact that because uh, Omega, first of all, has dialogue, <laughs> she, she can That's be true. a much more dynamic character. I loved that moment of her stepping off the ship. First of all, her getting to see hyperspace for the first time was fucking awesome because isn't wouldn't that be everyone's reaction to watching a star wars movie for the first time the first time you see the stars just shred apart as you go faster than light that's a ama- that was an amazing way to end the first episode but that moment yes. when she steps off see the ship and she touches two. she touches the dirt, dirt. oh that was, air. that was Jeez. so powerful away. that was a cool i liked i liked mm-hmm. i felt it with her and it's trying to trying to un- like comprehend that feeling of living your entire life on a metal structure, just seeing endless ocean every direction you look, every time you think you are outside, and to feel Earth for the first time would just be powerful. So yeah, this second episode that we're on now, uh, ideally, we see them going to a planet and going to find an old friend who happens to be a family. They have small kids, and uh, they're also trying to leave the planet. And we, we see as the empire is kind of taken over. Now they're infusing their ways on everyone on these di- different planets. Like, yes. like now you got to have these credentials. You got to have this type of money. You got to follow our orders. Yeah. Imperial but credits are first established. Something. The currency is no longer good. Throw it all out. You got to transfer <laughs> everything to Imperial credits and everything has a chain code. Mm-hmm. Which now with, you know, as, as those of you familiar with the cryptocurrency that is now, commonplace this is something they're trying to establish now in the star wars universe of imperial credits are always finite you know across the galaxy it doesn't matter what credits you have on your planet this is what our money is and this is all that counts and i like seeing the juxtaposition of establishing imperial credits here and then you're seeing the end of the imperial credit in the mandalorian and he's like desperate to take anything but imperial credits in that show um (laughs) I, I liked I liked kind of seeing each end of the, these timelines here. This I love the imperial yeah. era, the imperial phase, but uh, that was. And so that we was find fun. out 
that um, essentially they're bringing this young girl Omega to the family because they want her to be raised with people of her own type. Yes. Her to actually live with the family and being taken care of. But she's she parents. Decides, she, yeah, they, they, they want to yeah, provide her with the things they think they can't give her. Yeah. But she decides, no, no, no. I left my home planet, <laughs> my life with you guys. I'm one of you guys. I'm going to. And she she actually picks up weapons and starts fighting. Yeah, yeah. she picks up a blaster and starts badass. fucking just hosing down some clones like she she is bad batch through and through. You can tell mm-hmm. that she she is built just like them. There is something yeah. inside of her. She is uh, of great potential. There There is. I, I'm starting like I'll say it now. I'm curious whether or not if they attempted to try to fuse uh, Jedi DNA with clone DNA or if she might be the first attempt at combining uh, the emperor's DNA with the clone DNA. So she could technically oh, like be like the first, the first daughter. Yeah. She could, she could be a precursor to Ray's father. Um, huh. Or she's one of, she's one. Cause actually now that I say that out loud, the Ray's father should be about this age. She should be about oh. the age of Omega. So Omega could be the precursor to that clone. And it could be not long after Omega's birth that they created Ray's father. And then, the rest of the clones that were to eventually become the new replacement for the Supreme Emperor. But yeah, that's, that's well down the road in some speculation. Um, yeah, I don't know. That just popped into my head. I apologize. I just I just <laughs> slung that out there. Um, was not ready. I but just, I, revelation just came to me. <laughs> I, I will say, Dennis, that, that's, that's a pretty good way of looking at it because you never know. Everything's kind of connected in this universe. You like, think everything's now Disney. Filoni, don't play. Uh, Filoni, do not play. All right. I mean, the guy... he has a part in The Mandalorian, <laughs> he has a part in this, Ahsoka series. So he's, yeah, why would he mess around? Um, it's interesting. Like, I. I like the show. I feel like it's a little slow, but I feel like they're setting things up. Uh, interesting. I started watching this uh, before my mother came home. She's like, oh, what, what movie are you watching? I'm like, I'm not watching a movie. It's a TV show. And then like at the end, the credits came up. She's like, George Lucas did this. I'm like, well, no, it's it's kind of like a Star Wars show. And like, so it was kind of interesting seeing that. She's like, I kind of thought that girl was oh. a, was a droid. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, she's like a clone. It was kind of I was trying to explain stuff, even though I didn't fully know. But it was interesting to see someone who had no clue about any of this. And it still piqued some interest. Like it yeah, was still yeah. it was. That's that's interesting. Oh, well, that's cool. OK. Yeah. yeah. So it was, it was cool. I, I will say I had no expectations for this show. And uh, sure, it sure. exceeded my zero expectations. I liked it. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd continue watching. Okay, cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm coming back every week. I I loved it. This is uh for those of uh those Clone Wars fans out there, you are getting more of the last season, more of that tone, more of that we we've acknowledged the audience has aged up. So they are not trying to pander down to the simple droid storylines. We're not getting bumbling C3PO. This is final season Clone Wars and we are and it's it's the kind of seriousness that I would expect uh, that I expected to get while maintaining like the family tone. We still have the light moments. We still have uh, the, we still have the comedy. We still have those lighthearted, those lighthearted moments of discovery. Like we talked about with uh, Omega touching dirt for the first time, playing with children for the first time, like throwing a ball Sounds, that's for the first time saying that Dennis, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's I got to stop you there. Yeah. It's, well, well, it mean, was like, like they threw they the, these two kids threw a ball. They're like, "Oh, you want to try here?" And she like dodges. She's like, "What?" And they're like, "No, it's a game. You gotta grab it. You gotta throw it." That was cute. Right. Why? I know. I loved her first question. And why are we doing this? 
for fun. For fun? <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, okay, okay. She's never seen it before. She has no idea. It's, I, liked the, I liked that idea of if you've never witnessed this behavior, then how would you know? Like, you could never exactly. know. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm going to come back for the rest of the series. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see what direction they take it. I'm curious to see what they're the resolution for this Omega character. Obviously we don't know a person named Omega later on in the star Wars universe. So it, could this be an early iteration of someone we already know, or could this be uh, a parent of a character we beca- we come to know? I'm let's, let's see, let's find out. I'm, I'm excited to see where we go. I know we've got plenty of other star Wars things coming down the pipeline, but I, I'm going to be very well happy with this until, until the next live action series. Uh, and it's nothing to scoff at here. Like we've been getting like what eight episode, like uh series with like the Mandalorian and with the Disney uh, yeah. Marvel shows. But this, I believe we're getting like 16 episodes. Like we're going into the summer, I think with this, uh, with the show. Oh, I certainly hope so. It's, and even if they do like a mid season break, that's fine. I I'll, I would rather savor it because this is all, you know, this is all new canon. This is all going to be establishing the transition of Republic to empire. So I am pumped to see what they, they have to bring us. I'm hoping they can, they can uh, tantalize an audience into a more Imperial centric story. I would love to see something from their side. That's not always, you know, we get to see a lot of the rebels. We get to see a lot of that, you know, I no, nothing to knock that side, but yeah, mm, you know, the big bad is sometimes kind of fun to, to party with. Let's, let's see the big <laughs> baddies. Let's see some Thrawn. Let's see some Tarkin. I want to, I want to see some uh, other pilot, like uh, fighter pilots and stuff do their thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you know, I, I agree. It should be fun. Uh, you, you know what I'm kind of excited for, Dennis, not not to talk about that, not to knock this show, but I'm excited about partying with some people and seeing some new things. I'm talking about Movie Toast, the festival. Oh, yes, sir. I'm excited for that stuff, too. I think that is a December oh, party, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah, so we'll know what happens to the Bad Batch. But guess what, kids? If you know filmmakers, if you are a filmmaker, if you got any short films, we want to see them. We want to show them to our audience. We want our audience to be your audience. We want to show your work. So head over to filmfreeway.com backslash Movie Toast of the Festival or filmfreeway.com and search for Movie Toast of the Festival. We want to see your short films. Uh, you submit them for a couple of bucks and uh, we're throwing an online festival this December. And we've gotten some amazing things that we've seen thus far. But we want to see what else we want to see. We want to see things that you have made, things that might not have eyes on it. Maybe it already does have eyes. I don't know. But we want to talk about your films like we're talking about the Bad Batch and stuff that we reviewed earlier today. So please Absolutely. give us a give us a check out and consider us. And you know what, folks, if you. there's maybe maybe you didn't make a movie, but maybe you think there's a movie we haven't covered that you think we need to toast. What do you got for us? Is it a cult classic? Is it something brand spanking new that just slipped right into the radar? Reach out to us on our social media handles. We are in all the major ones, but over on YouTube and Facebook specifically, we are Movie Toast News and Reviews. But everywhere else, you need to search movie underscore toast. That would be on Twitter, Instagram, and you can also hit us up on TikTok. We got a Discord server that you can find the link for, as well as a subreddit. We are everywhere you can reach, folks. Anywhere you can try to get at us, we will be there. We are excited to chat with you. Just just, just let us know. Movie yeah, t- and hey, 
if you guys dig Star Wars and you want more Star Wars, you want to hear us talk more about Star Wars, we just put out a little video for May the 4th over on our YouTube page uh, called uh, the May the 4th special. So if you search the, the the YouTube username that we just mentioned, Dennis just mentioned, check out that video. Dennis and I talk about our pros and cons, our favorites, our least favorites. We just go deep dive into Star Wars for a little bit. And that was really that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I had, I had a lot of fun making that video with you, dude. Uh, that, that's, especially for you Star Wars fans, you can get a little deep, little deep dive into our minds of uh, what we what we think of the universe, uh, our favorite parts, our nooks and crannies we're a fan of. <laughs> And oh. I, I hope you enjoyed as well. Hit us up in the comments. Let us know what you think. That thumbs yeah. up, thumbs down, hit one. You know, hit the subscribe and, while you're there. Yeah. And we also want to know what you think about our show in general, this podcast here. So if you could give us a huge helping hand and go over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review, whether it's scathing or gleaming, we're down for anything. And right now we're running a promotion. If you leave a review and take a screen grab and uh, hashtag uh, review to our at Movie Toast News and Reviews. Uh, yes. Link over on Twitter. We have this special May the 4th poster nobody's seen that we want to raffle off for like an NTF style fucking poster that one person can see and own. Uh, I know it's not anything amazing like these two guys, but it's like, no, we just want to give you something for a review. Like we really want to find out how our audience thinks about our stuff. Absolutely. Know, crazy. No, no. We genuinely want to know what you think. Uh, that's that's how we are with our films. We want to be that way with our podcast. So mm-hmm. hit us up and let us know. But you know, folks, the one thing we will always, always ask of you, Adam, is this. How many slices of toast do you eat when you wake up in the morning? That's what we want to know, kids. But Dennis, what else could we want to know? Four and a half slices of stay Toasty. Oh, Dennis, hey, I gotta ask, what happens to the other slice? Do you, like, cut it off and just throw it away? Do you feed it to your dog? Do you I feed it to my dog, Emmy. I make, I make my oh. wife watch as I feed my dog the breakfast <laughs> that I made for her. It's like, hey, well, look at this. This is human food for consumption. I'm feeding it to the dog, because that's who deserves it over you. <laughs> just kidding, Val. I love you so much. So much. You make your wife watch you feed your dog. <laughs> I don't know what's the saddest part in that story, but I love it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, boy, oh boy, guys, stay toasty.